Hello, welcome tonight. We're going to start off with a little song. Um, whenever we are finished, we're going to take all your kids over to this wall. And so parents, you can just come and grab your kids from over on the side of this wall right here. That way we're not rushing the stage to grab all of them. Shanae and I will take them on over to the wall and you can grab them there. The last few weeks, um, we've been looking at the Christmas story um, in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew was one of Jesus' disciples. He was one of the people closest to Jesus. And after Jesus' ascension back into heaven, Matthew recorded his story and sent it out for other people to hear it. And so we're going to read a little bit more of that tonight in Matthew chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 18 through 25. If you have kids with you in here and they're loud and restless, that's totally fine. That's what kids do. If there's one of them next to you, just remember you were like that at one point in time also. So uh, I just really want you to feel at ease. If your kids are, are kids, it's okay. Don't, don't feel upset about that. Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25 says this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Really quickly tonight, I want to talk to you about the mystery of Christmas, the meaning of Christmas, and the mission of Christmas. First, the mystery of Christmas. Matthew is making a radical and unmistakable claim in these verses that we read. Matthew is asserting that Jesus is the Son of God who became a man. God took on flesh. This is a radical claim that he's making. This is not meant to be something that we would hear and just say, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't make perfect sense at all. Listen to what theologian J.I. Packer writes about this. He refers to the incarnation. The incarnation is, it means in the flesh, when Jesus came in the flesh. He writes, the supreme mystery with which the gospel confronts us lies not in the Good Friday message of atonement, nor in the Easter message of resurrection, 
but in the Christmas message of incarnation, the really staggering Christian claim is that Jesus of Nazareth was God-made man. The mystery of the incarnation is unfathomable. What we see in the manger is, in Charles Wesley's words, our God contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. Or as we sang earlier, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased with man as men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. The celebration of Christmas is no small thing. It should blow our minds and melt our hearts, the mystery of Christmas. But why would God do this? Why would God become a man? That's the meaning of Christmas. And again, Matthew makes it unmistakable in the text that we looked at. Matthew says in verse 20 and 21 why Jesus would come. He, he recounts a dream that Joseph had where an angel spoke to Joseph in his dream. And it says this, As he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is a Hebrew name, Yeshua. It's two words put together. The first part of it is the word for the specific name of the Lord. And the second part is a word that means salvation or saves or is salvation. So the name Jesus means the Lord saves. The angel told Joseph, you'll name him Jesus because it's, it's who he is. He is the Lord who saves. This is what he came for, to save us from our sins. So this is the meaning of Christmas. The world is desperately broken by sin. You just open your news app on your phone and, and you'll see it, right? We are desperately broken by sin. Look in the mirror and you'll find it out. I think if you're self-aware at all, you know that you are broken. But we aren't left that way. God has come on a rescue mission to save us. That's what Christmas is about. Jesus has broken heaven's silence and broken into our broken world in order to rescue us and save us. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, flesh and blood, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus came to destroy the power of death and to repair and redeem and heal what has been broken by our sins, namely us and the world we live in. I love these lyrics by Chris Ross. Bring your peace into our violence. Bid our hungry souls be filled. Word now breaking heaven's silence. Welcome to our world. Fragile finger sent to heal us. Tender brow prepared for thorn. Tiny heart whose blood will save us, unto us is born. So wrap our injured flesh around you, breathe our air and walk our sod. Rob our sins and make us holy, perfect son of God. C.S. Lewis said it very succinctly and very well. The son of God became a man in order to enable men to become the sons of God. Men and women to become sons of God. And then finally the mission of Christmas. The Christmas story is not just meant to be pondered in rooms like this one. The Christmas story is meant to be proclaimed. 
The Gospels are full of stories of people proclaiming the Christmas story. Even in our text we read tonight, the angel comes today to, to Joseph and tells him the meaning of it all. The angel comes and says, this is who he is. This is why he's coming. This is what he will accomplish. Over in Luke, the angels tell the shepherds on the hillside, he's here. He's here. This is what he's here for. This is who he is. And then the shepherds immediately go and tell anybody who will listen to them. Luke records it this way of, of the shepherds. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. That is the mission of Christmas, to make known the saying concerning this child. This is exactly what Matthew was doing when he recorded his, his story about the life of Jesus. Christmas is not primarily about sentimentality and nostalgia. Christmas is primarily about mission. There is good news. There are glad tidings for the whole world. And the church's job, if you are a follower of Jesus, your job is to proclaim that, to go tell it on the mountain, to tell it to anyone who will listen so that other people can know this Savior that we know. Matthew ends his story in chapter 28 by recounting the last thing that Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended back to his Father's right hand. Jesus gathers his disciples around, these people who had learned of his miraculous life, who had seen his wonders and his signs, the ones who had seen him die on a cross and then rise from the grave for their sins. Jesus gathers them around and he says to them, now, go into the whole world and tell everyone, make disciples of all nations. This is good news of great joy for all peoples. And then this is the very last thing Matthew records. Jesus says to them, I will be with you always. Emmanuel, God with us, says to us, I will be with you always. So I want to encourage you two things. Number one, receive the message of Christmas. Receive the Savior of Christmas. If you don't know him, this is why he came, to know you. Isn't that mind-boggling? God came to rescue you to save you from your sins, and to know you. So receive that if you haven't already, if you don't know him. He loves you. Secondly, tell that. Tell other people about Jesus. This Christmas, tell somebody that God loves them, that God cares for them, that no matter how dark the night is that they are sitting in, the light of the world can shine on them too. Let's pray together.